Let's keep calm and mother on. Mothering is way too important to do alone and way too serious to be serious all the time. My name is Christy Thomas, and I am here shoulder to shoulder with you, mothering and enjoying life together. This is the podcast where you can focus on being mindful and taking a deep breath with me and learning new things so you can pause and savor the amazing life you already have. Now let's go. Today's guest is really awesome. Dr. Michelle Casalrala is a licensed psychologist and a mom to a three-year-old. She helps moms manage all the emotions of motherhood, guilt, frustration, and overwhelm so they can be more present and connected with their families. Dr. Michelle has a group coaching program and courses for moms. She and her team of therapists provide online therapy for moms who live in the state of New York. Welcome, Dr. Michelle. I am so excited to have Dr. Michelle Casarala. Did I do that right? Did I say it right, Dr. Yes, Michelle? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> names always, last names always make me feel nervous. But I'm so excited to have you on there here today. We connected over Instagram, which I think is yeah. a great platform if you're a mom. It's a great place to build a village that is bigger than what you can reach. And I'm excited to share with share you and promote you here. Um, let's talk. What do you do, Dr. Michelle? What is your thing? Yeah. So first and foremost, thank you so much for having me on. I love connecting with other moms and other moms kind of promoting a similar message um, to mine, which is essentially that we're all in this together and we're all here to support each other, not judge each other, right? Because I think that's such a big thing for moms. So um, so I am a psychologist. I have a private practice where I work um, exclusively with moms. And, um, you know, I always say, and I, this is actually something that I, I was recently um, featured, in, featured in a Forbes article. And one of the things I said in that in that article that I say all the time is that the overwhelming majority of the moms that I do therapy with um, they do not have a diagnosable mental health disorder. Um, some of them do, but most of them do not. And I make a point to say that because I think a lot of times moms will think, oh, but I don't need therapy. Um, and while you may not need therapy, it's certainly helpful. And most of the clients that I have in my therapy practice are just moms trying to manage it all. You know, they are doing all the things all the time. And sometimes that hour of therapy once a week is just a place for them to not take care of anybody and to kind of get taken care of. Um, so I have my therapy practice. And then really what I kind of promote on Instagram and, and I have a lot of resources and, and things on there um, is a coaching practice that I have where essentially what I do is I teach moms how to manage all the emotions of mom life, the guilt, the frustration, the overwhelm. Um, how to manage those emotions so that they can feel more connected to their kids and just feel happier in general. So I kind of take what I do in therapy, but package it into like a little bit of a prettier, you know, box. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that one of the biggest challenges I've learned in the 14 years that I've been a mom is mm -hmm. motherhood requires a lot of practice of just being human. And feeling yeah. all those feelings and labeling yeah. feelings and things that yeah. I don't think I, my parents didn't have a lot of tools for. And now we have a lot more tools easily yeah. accessible. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And I would add, sometimes we have like too many tools, right? (laughs) I'm glad you're saying that. (laughs) Yeah. And I say that because I think sometimes moms will come to me and will ask me certain questions and I will ask them like, well, what is your, what does your gut tell you? Like, what do you think? And they'll say, oh, but I, well, I read this or I I Googled this. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, we have to come back to what feels right for us not necessarily what Google said or what this account said or, or anything like that. Yeah, there you yeah. have to really know yourself that you're the right mom for your kid. I really believe exactly. that every mom, yeah. no matter how they became mom to that child, adopted, mm-hmm. biologically, however, right. they are right. the right mom for that kid in that moment. A hundred percent. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So I invited you on because you had a great reel about mom saying, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. So before I, before we get into that, I just yeah. want to show you, I think this is, this is really cute and funny. Oh, I, I love have, it. um, this is obviously the opposite, <laughs> but it's a pop socket and it says, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, and that to me is like something that, I mean, lots of phrases sum up motherhood, but this is definitely one of them. Um, because this is this is what happens as moms. We tell ourselves or we tell other people that everything is fine, but then sometimes we're like crying on the floor or in the bathroom, right? And then and then we're kind of confused, like what's going on? I'm fine, but clearly we're not fine, right? Right. Yeah. It can look like everything's fine yeah. all around us. Yeah. We can be living what looks like exactly. perfect lives yeah. with healthy kids, and it feels like right. nothing should make us yeah. feel that way. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But we can still feel that way. We can still feel really frustrated with motherhood and love our kids so much that like we can't hold it all. Exactly. Yeah. And that is something that I encourage moms to do a lot is to basically feel whatever they feel, because the more that we, the more that we tell ourselves that we shouldn't feel a certain way or that we don't have the right to, or that's not being grateful or it's not a big deal or or any of the kind of, or it's fine, right? Any of the rationalizations that we tell ourselves about our feelings, guess what ends up happening? It's like, um, I might be dating myself a little bit, but it's like that game of (laughs) whack-a-mole. Oh, I love that game. um, As a, yeah, as a kid in the arcade, right? So for for people who don't know what whack-a-mole is, it's basically this game. Um, it's like a big box with a bunch of cutouts and these moles or beavers or whatever the hell they were, right? They, they <laughs> pop up and you have to hit them with a rubber mallet and make them go back down. But even if you hit them and like do it right, they still pop back up, right? Oh so yeah, other ones are popping like up at of. the same time. Exactly. And even sometimes the, the mole that you hit goes back down and then pops back right back up, yep. right? So I kind of look at it like that, where we try to, like, it's almost like we have a rubber mallet with our, um, with the rationalizing types of thoughts, you know, the it's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine, I shouldn't feel this way, I have a healthy family, I should be grateful, all the all the shoulds and all the fines, right? But what ends up happening is that we then, our, our feelings still pop up like the mole, right? So it's really not an effective strategy to try to push it back down 
because inevitably they pop right back up again. And I have to say, full disclaimer, when I play that game, I leave the mallet around and I use my hands and then like I try to (laughs) double duty it with both my hands instead of the mallet. And I know that that is exactly what it feels like in real life, too. Like you put the tools aside and you just go for it Exactly. and you use everything you can. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that you know what I'm talking about with this game. And yes, that is a strategy, right? To like smush as much as possible uh-huh. with two hands, think, thinking that like exactly. this is going to be the way around it. And in reality, we can't control our feelings around things. They are like we feel what we feel kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm a competitive whack-a-mole player. When my father-in-law, <laughs> father-in-law and I get to go to Chuck E. Cheese together, like mm-hmm. we duke it out over who can have the <laughs> highest score on that machine. Yep. But yeah, that is how feelings can feel. Yeah, exactly. So everyone's saying they're fine. The, that's right. the accepted line of motherhood. When you mm-hmm. ask someone how they are, right. it's kind of the default answer that you expect to hear. I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So that's covering up. That's not allowing us to have really close relationships with other people, is it? Yeah. And so if anybody um, is a Brene Brown fan, one of the things that she says all the time is this idea that um, basically being vulnerable is the way to connection. Right. So if you say to somebody, oh, I'm good or I'm fine, that's not necessarily being vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. look, I totally get it. You know, there are certain situations where it's probably not appropriate to kind of open up or say what you really feel, or, or, you know, maybe, maybe in certain work situations with your boss or whatever the case is. Um, But there are plenty of other situations where it would be okay to say, yeah, you know, I am struggling with this, or I have this going on, or this is really hard. And nine times out of 10, if you're saying that to another mom, they're going to say same right? They may not, they may not um, start off the conversation with saying, I'm struggling with this. But when you open up and be vulnerable, and basically say, this is what's going on for me, they will likely also say, maybe, maybe even if they don't feel that in that moment, they have felt that at some point, you know, throughout their journey of motherhood or throughout their life in general. So it's really being okay with being vulnerable to have that connection and you get to decide if that person is worth having in your boat, right? Based on how yeah, they respond yeah. to that. Yeah. It might not be the friendship you think it is or the mm-hmm. the level of closeness when if you sh- decide to be vulnerable, it's not responded to in a way yeah. that feels safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And something I always encourage mom about that vulnerability is that um, it might take a few times before yep. a person responds with another, like in a reciprocal type of way, right? Because they may feel uncomfortable themselves. It has nothing to do with you with being vulnerable, right? Or or they may just not, you might be like a person um, who just isn't vulnerable very often. And so maybe it kind of takes them by surprise and they don't know how to handle it or what to do, right? So I encourage moms. And at the end of the day, the being vulnerable piece is more for you than for mm-hmm. anybody else, right? Like it's more for your own growth, your own kind of personal, you know, journey throughout motherhood and all of that. And if other people reciprocate, that's fantastic. That's amazing. Um, But just keep in mind that it may take kind of like a few tries just because you do it once um, doesn't mean that, you know, and that person doesn't respond in the way that you're hoping doesn't mean that it's kind of like, you know, the be all and end all. It might just take some time. 
Yeah, because you really yeah. don't know what's going on in that other person's world Ex at the same exactly. moment as you're sharing. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I think that is where I don't know about you, but our circle has gotten really tight in the last year with the yeah, whole pandemic yeah. and right. our, we're opening back up. And so I'm seeing people again that I haven't seen in a while. And I know mm -hmm. that in my house, a lot of things have happened in the last year. So mm -hmm. when I'm seeing those people again and asking how they are and yeah. readjusting those friendships, being yeah. honest with all the things that have happened is going to be really important. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you bring up the changes of the pandemic and kind of the, um, you know, the, the smaller knit circle that everybody has by some, in some cases by choice, in some cases by right. force, right. Right. Or a little bit of both. Um, and I think one of the, the things that the pandemic has really highlighted for moms in particular is that we were struggling with all of this stuff pre pandemic, right? Yeah. The pandemic just really kind of Put it over the edge, so to speak, and and I would you know argue in different ways for different moms. Absolutely, but, but the themes feel very similar, right? The theme of like doing everything for everybody, the theme of being burnt out, the theme of being overwhelmed, the theme of trying to take care of everybody else's needs. You know, the theme of um, most moms being the default kind of parent or yep. the parent shouldering that that mental load that that gets talked about all the time. And, um, you know, then the working piece of it, right? There was, a, um, it wasn't a meme, it was like an actual picture, but it was um, somebody who, they, it was like a side-by-side -side picture. It was a mom and a dad and the dad was sitting at their desk and the mom had like, she was like on a phone call, had the toddler wrapped around her leg or something like that and was like trying to get them on the toilet or whatever Yes, was it was the mom in the bathroom. Yeah, that, so you yep. know what I'm talking about. Yep. Okay. And it was like, guess, guess who is on a work call? And, you know, it was a mom, right? But she was still doing all the things plus on the on the phone call for work. And, and I want to be clear and, and have a disclaimer, like no disrespect to the to dads, right? Dads no. are doing doing things too. It's just that the way that our society is gender roles it's more likely that mom is going to shoulder some of these responsibilities or more likely that the expectation is going to kind of fall on mom before it falls on, on dad. You know, I kind of yep. like to talk about it. Like sometimes the setup is mom feels more like the CEO of the house Yep. and dad's an employee, like he's doing stuff, but it's more likely that the CEO is going to kind of delegate to dad rather than, the employee taking like the initiative that the CEO would take. Yeah. And I see that um, in my personal community experience that mm -hmm. I'm a military family and that uh -huh. is very easily seen, right? Mm -hmm, For the mm -hmm. deploying active duty spouse versus mm -hmm. the spouse at home, that dynamic right. is yeah, very right. easily seen with yeah, interactions. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so all of this stuff was kind of going on pre-pandemic, right? And then the pandemic just kind of highlighted it all yep. or or put it like, it's almost like in some ways as moms, we were kind of like, we were teetering on that, like I'm fine ledge. Yep. And now <laughs> with the pandemic, like we just kind of got pushed over to the other side. Yeah, I feel like um, all the moms became, I don't know if you ever watched In Between the Lions on PBS Kids. Oh. No. Um, your son is probably too little, but it's yeah. <laughs> great. It's a great cartoon show for pre-reading, uh -huh. but there's this cliffhanger guy who's always uh -huh. hanging from the cliff uh -huh. and that's why they call him cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah. like every episode he's 
found himself in this place of just barely holding on. And that's uh-huh. where I think a lot of moms are finding themselves right now. Yeah. yeah exactly. And we're, yeah. and we don't need to say we're fine anymore. We can, yeah. we yeah. can remove I mean, that label. Can you imagine calling a friend and asking how they are and them telling you how they really are? I mean, that is something that I don't think happens all the time. Um, you know, interestingly enough, so my my husband is, um, he grew up in Guatemala and he came to the U.S. Um, as an adult. And I remember one of the first like sort of cultural differences that I noticed is um, when he first started like meeting my family and my friends, people would ask him, they would say like, you know, hi, how are you? And he would actually answer how <laughs> he was. And I was like, I remember one day saying to him like, okay, so in the U.S., when somebody says, how are you, you just say like, I'm good or I'm fine. And you you keep you keep it moving, you know? Um, and that was one thing that, you know, obviously as a psychologist that I grew to understand, um, but also like as a partner to be able to see him actually talk about how he felt and for it to be like normal and okay, you know, really made me kind of look at some of this stuff as, well, maybe this is just like an American thing, right? Maybe, yeah. or maybe this is, maybe this is like exacerbated by being an American because, we are kind of told that, you know, we shouldn't kind of burden other people with mm-hmm. what's going on with us. And I think that that burden idea, I think that comes out a lot for moms is that we're sort of the message is that we should hold the burden for other people, yep. not that we should put a burden on somebody else. So how do we support moms that are hanging from the cliff right now? Yeah. How can well, we I think, change I this? think that, you know, there is a lot of kind of societal, you know, structural changes that that need to happen. But short of that, I think the smallest and simplest thing that we can do um, is to be vulnerable and actually say what's going on for us instead of saying I'm fine. Right. And that is where, to your point about, you know, that we connected on, on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram very much feels like a platform where moms can say, I'm not 100% fine and yep. that's very respected and, and well-received. And I think that that, what I would encourage moms to do is to kind of take that and sort of translate that over into real life a little bit more. Yeah, that screen bravery on Instagram seems to be very <laughs> real for moms about yeah, that yeah. not everything is perfect. And we don't like the only perfect moms on Instagram. Usually yes, that's yeah. not who we choose to follow or not for right. very long. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I I love that phrase that you just said, the screen bravery, right? Because that is, that's basically what it is. It's kind of like a, um, like a shield or a way to go into battle without, without like with having a shield, Uh right? And without being kind of like exposed and and out there and all of that. Um, So I think that, you know, that looks like when you are, you know, getting together with your mom friends, or, you know, if you know, um, a mom who maybe is going through something in her life or a mom, like a first time mom or a mom of a newborn or a mom who just had a second baby or a mom who, you know, is, who's got some teenagers, right? Like any, (laughs) any mom to, to check in with them. And when they say things like, I'm fine to not just always accept that at face value, right. To, to say, well, you know, are you really though? Right. Or, you know, if you like, I have this going on, you know, have you ever experienced this? Like to not just take that fine as I'm fine, because oftentimes I'm fine does not actually mean I'm fine. And sometimes I will say to my mom clients when I ask them how they are um, and they will say fine. And I would say, 
but like fine, fine or fine, you know, there's, there's a difference between the two. Yeah. I think that yeah. art of the second question and really listening yeah. to, yep. to friends, um, is a huge gift. Yep. I, I've, yep. Through podcasting, I've learned to really listen better and to ask the second mm-hmm. question better. Um, yeah. But I think that it's still a lot of work in relationships in real life, right? To, mm-hmm. to yeah. slow down enough to make space for those lingering conversations yeah. and to really yeah, check exactly. in with people. Yeah, exactly. So we can ask our friends the second questions. But mm-hmm. if you're the mom that's saying, I'm fine, what mm-hmm. is something, do you have any ideas of how that mom can help herself in the yeah. moment? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you kind of mean sort of like to realize that maybe they're not as fine as they think they are or, Both. or that they realize they are fine, but they just have a hard time maybe, maybe articulating that or saying it to somebody else? I think a little bit of both. So let's start mm-hmm. with the mom who knows that they're, they're not quite fine, but they're right. not sure what to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that mom, um, and I think we've all been in that place at some point throughout our journey of motherhood, right? So I think for that mom, it's really about paying attention to the ways and the the circumstances in which they very quickly go to trying to convince themselves to not have a feeling. Mm. So for example, when a mom is saying, I'm fine, but then sort of feeling like, well, but am I though? Or maybe I am fine in front of people or, you know, in pictures, but then like inside I might not be falling apart, but I just don't feel, I just feel sort of off or not quite Mm -hmm. fine. Right. Yeah. So when, whenever they have thoughts around, you know, well, I should be fine. Right. Or I shouldn't be, or I should be grateful. Right. A lot of, a lot of key phrases around this stuff that I'm talking about include the word should. So really pay attention to that word should and allow yourself to say, okay, well, I'm telling myself I should be grateful, right? And then to say to yourself, well, can it be that these two things can be true at the same time? Can I be grateful and have a hard time, right? And I say to moms, like a really quick, easy trick is to take whatever phrase and to take the word but out and replace it with and. And so an example of that is, you know, um, I I should be grateful, but I'm a bad mom because I'm not or something like that, right? And if you s- change that around and say, um, I am grateful and like these kids are driving me nuts, right? Or yep. I, I am grateful, I love them more than anything in the world, and I had a really hard day with them, right? I mean, I my son is is three, so the phrase that I always tell myself is, "I love you." Mo-, I mean, I don't, I don't say this to him, but yeah. that I love him more than life itself. And I count down the minutes till bedtime sometimes, right? Like, <laughs> I literally remember saying to my husband the other day, "What do you think is the earliest that I can put him to bed that he won't like?" <laughs> that, that's like reasonable, yes. right? That he's not going to wake up at like four a.m. Yeah, like, that's not going to like cause an early early morning. Exactly. Right. So, so to that mom to recognize how often are you telling yourself some phrase that either has should or should not in it. Um, and then to take some of those thoughts and and really quickly just take that, butt and make it, make it an and. I totally relate to this with, um, my two 
teenagers that I'm mm-hmm. uh, I, I love them so much and yep. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> I need some quiet time yep. because they stay up so late. Like I yeah. have to figure <laughs> that out. Like I don't yeah. have to tuck them into bed every night. Like there's yeah. Yeah. different transitions happening in our house. And Absolutely. it's interesting. Yeah. It's so good to hear the and because mm-hmm. I think for so many of us, that mental script is the the but or the but. Yep. yeah, that yeah. I can't yeah. be both at the same time. Right. Or if I am both at the same time, that means that I'm a bad mom or I'm not a good enough mom. Yeah. That something's yeah. really wrong yeah. instead right. of right. that. That's the normal that you yeah. can have instead both of, of these. Exactly. Instead of just saying, but that, that means that I'm human. Right. <laughs> yes. I think that's, that's, that's a concept that moms have a hard time with. Yep. And it's because like, it's almost like we don't want to be human. Sometimes we want to be, you know, the super mom that does all the things and does them all really, really well. And, and it's hard to see ourselves as human and as vulnerable. Absolutely. Because, yeah. um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of worth in feeling like you're yeah. the one that's the superhuman. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of credit that is given to those people that look mm-hmm. that way. So, Absolutely. Is, is the mom who says I'm fine and like truly believes that she's fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's kind of like, let's say, you know, somebody who has something going on and somebody points it out to them and they're like, what are you like, what are you talking about? I, I am truly fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So my kind of like in a similar, you know, response to what I said to the first mom um, for this, this mom, I would say, so then ask yourself, like, why am I not saying that I'm good? You know, Ooh. like why, why am I, why am I kind of stuck on the word fine? Because if you think about it, to be good is a different level than to be fine. Fine has more of like that feeling of like, okay, or content, right? Yeah. But, but not good, right? And, and I think sometimes as moms, we almost kind of, you know, like subscribe to the idea that we have to kind of like white knuckle it through motherhood. You yeah. Know, like we just have to like get through it and it's going to get better. You know, like they're not going to be toddlers forever. or They're not going to be teenagers forever. Like we have this kind of like white knuckle yep. feeling, you know, we're just waiting so, for that next phase. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that for a lot of moms, that's, that's okay until it's not right. Yep. It's, it's okay until then they start noticing, okay, so you may be telling yourself you're fine, but what about the times when, you know, your spouse comes home from work and they ask you a question and then you start yelling about that they never do the dishes, right? Or, you know, what about the times where like your kids are asking you something and you you lose it on them? So my my point to those kind of moms is to really look at the ways throughout your life where it's not actually good. It is fine. And to really ask yourself, like, do I want to kind of white knuckle it through, you know, and obviously there's always going to be moments as a mom that you have to just white knuckle through. Right. But, yeah. There yeah. are surprises. But do, wanna, <laughs> yeah. but do we want to kind of white knuckle through weeks and months? Yeah. And do years? we want to idle in that position? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's a really interesting pivot because I think that just choosing the word I'm good or I'm great or mm-hmm. I'm awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it feels completely different in my body when I say yep. those words versus I'm yep. fine. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely like you can feel the difference. Yeah. For sure. yeah. yeah. Just yeah. just saying it right there like you can. So maybe that's what moms need to practice. 
Maybe yeah. they need to practice like is if fine is the default word they're saying. Right, Maybe right. practicing a little bit too. Of yeah. Do do some of the other words fit better when you say right. them? Right. And maybe what would it take or what would it look like to be good or to be yeah. even great sometimes? Yeah. But I know like I know that sometimes my kids get stuck in the pattern that they only want the orange cup because the orange cup is what they think tastes good. And they don't even <laughs> realize that like yeah. Yeah. they could have these other choices. Right. So. Right. And that's what it's like with adults, too. Right. Yeah. We we default into patterns. Yeah. And sometimes it takes something to kind of shake us up to, to look at patterns in a different way. Yeah, it's great to hear that we don't have to be fine all the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I want to point out is that you um, you suggested the other day that, you know, that just because you're a doctor, you aren't a parenting expert. <laughs> like, mm. you don't have all these magical, you have tools, but it's not that yeah. you're better than any other mom. Yeah. Yeah. So I made, um, I made a reel about this, um, yesterday actually. And basically the point of the reel was to say, um, because sometimes moms will come to me and will, you know, have this idea that because I am a psychologist and obviously a mom myself that I have like all the answers. And the truth is that like, I mess up too. I have yelled at my son more times than I care to admit. Right. I have, Uh, thought like, okay, you know, countdown to bedtimes more than I care to admit. I have, you know, all the things, all the things that every other mom does. And I, I say that because I really think that sometimes, um, and sometimes this this can come out on social media is this like comparison feeling of like every other mom is doing it better than I am. Right. And the the truth is that even, even a person like me who, you know, an expert quote unquote, um, I still mess up. The, the difference, and this is what I really try to encourage moms to think about, yep. is that I have tools and resources and I have training and all of that. And that's kind of what I bring to the moms yep. that I work with. But to know that, like, I mess up, <laughs> we, we probably mess up the same amount, right? Like, that is, that's Absolutely. Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 Well, that is a great spot to, I think, um, help wrap up this conversation that we're Mm -hmm. all messing up the same amount and we can all reach for how to feel good and great and awesome when we answer the question, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dr. Michelle, what Mm -hmm. are you doing for self-care right now? Because I like to end each episode with a little tiny self-care idea for other moms. So, um, and this is something that I, I encourage, um, you know, I say to moms all the time is that we need to really um, kind of break down the idea of self-care. Self-care, you know, I think a lot of times when people hear the word self-care or moms in particular, we think of things like, you know, bubble baths and manicures and massages. And I say to moms all the time, those things are all fantastic. Do them as much as you can or as much as you want to. Mm-hmm just don't expect that those things are necessarily going to refuel or recharge you in like a true self-care type of way. (laughs) So, um, so I am a person, um, so, so I am a person who really, I, I'm very much an introvert. So when I feel comfortable with somebody, I can talk away, I can, you know, do all the things that I do, but in real life, I get overwhelmed pretty easily with kind of sensory things. Like if, if music is too loud, 
if there are too many people talking and I feel like, you know, I'm like when we have, you know, friends come over, sometimes it will be 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, okay, wrap up, like go home. Right. Um, To the point where like I've had guests over and gone and taken a bath and left them with my husband because I'm like, this is too stimulating for me. I need to go. Right. So that is what I do for self-care. I take myself out of overwhelming situations for me, whether it's like too many people, too loud of a noise. Um, I go to bed early, not necessarily for the sleep. I mean, I I do love sleep, but more for the like, I need the like wind down kind of time. So that's what I do for self-care. And what I really encourage moms to figure out is like, when you think of the idea of self-care, think about what, um, what drains your battery and then what refuels it. And then take that and translate that into self-care. And if it happens to be a manicure, great, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. That's fantastic. And I appreciate hearing you say that you need to do this as an adult because one of my teenagers I can see needs this strategy like explicitly given to her that that she has permission to excuse herself to. And then it's, I mean, to do that and that it's a normal option for an adult to choose. Yeah. And that it may be perceived as rude, but at the end of the day, it literally is, isn't like a thing that, you know, people are doing to, it, it's literally a need, I guess yeah. is my point. Yeah. 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 That those other people's you have, you need to take care of yourself. So exactly. Yeah. Well, how are you having fun? Cause that's the other thing we have these kids. We want to become moms cause we want to enjoy these. We yeah. want to enjoy our kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the way that, you know, something that I I love to do with my son um, is to cook or bake. And I, I mean, it is, it is equally adorable and annoying um, (laughs) to cook and bake with a three-year-old, right? Because he's so like to see it through his eyes, he's like, you know, odd that you can like make something and then eat it, right? That's first and foremost. And he's also so proud of himself for, you know, being a helper and, you know, that kind of confidence that he gains when he's able to, you know, put something together in the kitchen and all of that, you know, the annoying piece is obviously the mess that comes after that. Um, But that is something that we do all the time to connect. And it's such, it's such a small, honestly, it's such a small thing. But, and I say this to the moms I work with all the time is that if you think about the memories that you have as a kid, right, maybe like a tradition of baking Christmas cookies or whatever the case is, it's not really about the cookies. It could it could be anything. Replace cookies with anything else. Yeah. It's about being in the moment with your mom or your family and laughing and making a mess and just being in the present moment. And so that when we are cooking or baking, I very much feel like it's just like me and him. We're in the present moment. I don't care about my phone. You know, I'm not working. I'm not yeah. doing anything else but kind of being connected to him. And, you know, then I try to teach him how to clean up the mess that he made, but that, <laughs> that doesn't always work Good out luck. the way that I would like it to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that is very, very true that mm-hmm. we just want to be in the moment with our kids. Yeah. And so I'm glad that baking is that option for you mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And what a huge confidence builder. It is a magic yeah. trick for yeah. a three-year-old to take yeah. all these ingredients that have and them then put them together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah. How fun. Where can people find you best? Yeah. So I am most active um, on Instagram, as we were saying, and my handle, my handle is at mental wellness for mamas, M-A-M-A-S. 
Um, and if you head over there, I have, um, I'm, I'm sort of into doing reels lately. It's been, been fun. So I have a lot of kind of tips and, and resources and tricks and things through the reels that I'm doing. Um, and I have a, um, a really great uh, freebie download all about what you need to do essentially when you inevitably, because you are human, when you yep. lose it with your kids, what you need to do to kind of make, make that better. Fantastic. Yeah, because yeah. we're all going to lose it at some yep. moment. Yep, exactly. So, and I, I purposely pick that as the thing that I kind of have out there as, um, you know, my my freebie because I want to really get the message across that, like, have the expectation that you are going to lose it. This will happen. It's really yep. more about how you handle it. So I encourage the moms out there to go over there, check that out and, and grab that. Well, thank you. Thank you for normalizing yeah. these things and thanks yeah. for being a friendly, approachable voice. And I hope that you gain a lot more followers after people <laughs> listen to this episode. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me on so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, we'll hit the end. I can't overstate how glad I am to know you that you take the time to listen. You are such an amazing human. And I just wanted to tell you that in case no one's told you today. I'm glad you're alive. And I like you exactly the way you are. Thanks for listening again and have a great day. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.